You are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast on Anchor.fm. Hey folks, Mr. Fretz here of the Fretzelmania podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the legendary JF. You are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast available on Google Play, on <clears throat> Apple Podcasts, and many other places your podcasts can be found, and here on Anchor.fm. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. Now, unfortunately, I won't be able to get too much uh, podcasting and too much content out this week. Um, I'm switched over to the night shift this week, just uh, covering for somebody at work. And I have a little bit of time before I go into work tonight. I'm going to give you a quick, not really um, in-depth review of NXT TakeOver New York. Now, I was able to get off working on time last Friday to to watch this show, and man... Damn, that was just, it was a hell of an event. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to my friends over at WrestleLotic Radio, like, you know, The Rant With And and uh, Not Your Mama's Soap Opera, J-Bones, I think, I don't know if you were there, J-Bone, but, you know, everyone from the 4th Wall WrestleCast and everyone, you know, from, of course, the Kings of the Rings and Rant With Ant and good brother, Nate the and Great of the Game Changer Network, uh, you know, some members of the Valkyrie and basically everyone on wrestling twitter except me were at uh, wrestlemania uh this past weekend so here is my quick review of nxt takeover new york starting with the nxt tag team championship match pitting alistair black and ricochet against the war raiders now of course black and ricochet had won the uh, dusty Rhodes tag team classic defeating the Forgotten Sons in the final, and okay, I say that was a pretty cool move, and I think the Forgotten Sons this year they will get a bit more uh, coverage. So we're starting off here with just an early flurry of action, and then there was a couple of sudden halts with uh, there was a part with Alistair Black, and I think it was Roe, like he had you know his foot on his Black had his foot on Roe's shoulder, and he was like. I can go for the kill shot, but I'm not going to. So then Roe returned the favor, getting into like a mounted punch position, and he could have gone all UFC on him. And out of respect, they just kept going and didn't try to actually kill each other. So we saw throughout the match just a whole bunch of bevy of high spots and crazy flips and and whatnot, including some surprising agility from Hansen. Now, if you know Hanson, he kind of looks a little bit like, um, what's that guy's name from from Sanity, Big Demo, uh, whatever he his, uh, whatever he's known as now, Killian Dane. There it is. Man, I forgot his name because he hasn't been on TV in so long. So Hanson looks like he could be related to Killian Dane. He looks a little bit also like when Mike Knox had the really long hair and the gigantic Duck Dynasty ass beard. So. Hanson's a big, big fella, and this big fella can do some very impressive agile things, including some spots where I called what was going to happen here, but him and Ricochet were having a bit of a flip-off 
uh, no, not that flip off Stone Cold, where, you know, I think, uh, you know, Ricochet would do like a handspring elbow, like a handspring move, and then Hanson would do the handspring elbow. You know, Ricochet would do like a dive to the outside, and Hanson would go to the top rope and do like a flipping senton to the outside to everybody. And just high octane spots. We had, was it that German, that German suplex and springboard clothesline move that looked like it ripped Ricochet in half, bending his spine, making my fused spine absolutely tingle. We see towards the end of the match at ring, at ringside, we see Black wiping out Hanson with a moonsault. Rowe hits a suicide dive. Ricochet hits a corkscrew cork flying space tiger. And of course, what I just talked about, Hanson scaling the ropes and doing a flipping senton. My goodness. Like Then we see Hanson wipe out Black with a clothesline to the outside. Back in the ring, uh, they finish Ricochet with the fallout to secure the win and to retain their titles. And after the match, they embrace, they show respect, they hug and... They they leave the ring to leave Ricochet and Black to get the the curtain call from from the NXT faithful and of course they would go on to WrestleMania to challenge the Usos for the tag team titles and maybe later on say like maybe even next week I'll get to I'll get to WrestleMania. This was just a amazing first first opening match tag team titles um. I see the War Raiders having a decent run with this. Hopefully, maybe people like the Undisputed Era or even the aforementioned Forgotten Sons will eventually challenge them and get get a run with it. Uh, so Black and Ricochet take the final bows. Chant, you deserve it. There is a couple of, you know, please don't go chants apparently. And, you know, this is... For a baby baby face versus baby face match, it was great, and we got another one coming up next year with the North American Championship, the Velveteen Dream defending his newly won title against Matt Riddle, bro, King of Bros, original bro, regulate whatever you want to call Matt Riddle. This friend of the friend of the show, Matt Riddle, shout out to to Ant with Ant. Uh, he has just been on fire since he's debuted. He's just your very, very chill. He's like your friend who's very, very chill. But then when you piss him off, he just goes from zero to 60 like that. And Riddle, of course, has, a, has an extensive MMA background. He was on a season of The Ultimate Fighter, and I think he was let go or eliminated, or there was some controversy there. I'm not entirely sure. But anyways, we start off... With the original bro coming out in New York Yankees pinstripes, despite being from Philly. Uh, nice pandering to the crowd there, although Yankees suck, go Blue Jays. But let's face it, this year, the Blue Jays suck too, because they just traded everybody. So the crowd was very split at this match. We had, I have to mention at the beginning, Real <laughs> um, Teen Dream coming out as the Statue of Liberty. Top notch. I mean, for a classic mind games or special entrant entrance from Riddle, um, not Riddle, Velveteen. This one takes the cake, and you know, if you're a New Yorker, I'm not obviously. Um, you know, it, it hit home for the New Yorkers though, so that was cool. You had 
uh, one of America's national anthems because they have like you know five. I think it was like America the Beautiful came played, and then you just see the silhouette of the Statue of Liberty, and then he gets carried to the ring, King Mabel style, although about four hundred pounds lighter. Uh, right away we had you know Riddle offered Dream a fist bump, but Dream had none of it, and then you just had. Riddle getting in his his amateur background and and everything and just Riddle hits you know a go to sleep he hits a German suplex and Mauro Ronaldo just starts talking about the resilience of Velveteen Dream and we see eventually at one point in the match once again Velveteen just sending a big F you to Hulk Hogan, mimicking him, doing the, you know, the hulking up, the finger point, the U, the body slam, the the big boot, the leg drop, just, he is still giving out about Hulk Hogan on that season of Tough Enough, and it's hilarious. And knowing, well, Hogan's racism, it's also, like, really... It's also really funny. Though I know I I read that Hulk Hogan apologized to Big E. I'm not gonna get into it. What he, what Hulk Hogan said was awful. He was he's not sorry. He's sorry he got caught. So, Hogan, screw you. Uh, we see a code breaker that would make Chris Jericho proud. We would see. Uh, Riddle just challenging, uh, channeling Kurt Angle, locking in the ankle lock as he. Wanted to get the submission. Uh, Dream fought out, escaped a powerbomb, delivered a super kick. The uh, the Dream DDT, and of course that amazing rolling Dream Valley driver. So the purple main raker was countered into a bro mission, but Riddle couldn't get it locked in. Then we see this really unsafe but amazing six spot with... Uh, uh, Velveteen was... On the other side of the apron, and Riddle was standing on one of the ropes. He reaches over it as a deadlift German suplex over the ropes, and Dream landed right on his head. I thought the match was going to be over right there. I thought Dream was injured, but luckily he he was not. Bro Mission was locked in, but then we saw the Survivor Series 96 slash WrestleMania 8 finish with uh, Dream... You know, ro- rolling back up into that uh, that Bret Hart kind of like cradle and retaining. Uh, Riddle looking absolutely pissed off. He was getting really aggressive and borderline heelish at this. Uh, maybe this is just a precursor to something that's happening later down the line. I kind of hope so because I'm kind of intrigued to see what a heel Matt Riddle would look like. I've only seen his work in WWE and maybe a little bit of... Uh, like two of his matches on Joey Janela's events last year. I think he wrestled uh, James Ellsworth and Walter. Uh, speaking of Walter, we're going to get to him right away here. This was an A-plus match. Nothing but just go, go, go. They didn't stop for a second. And yeah, Dream Dream retains here. I'm curious to see where, where this is going to go. Hopefully this ends up in a nice, nice little title feud. And next we have match of the night, I think, or close to it, the UK Championship, Pete Dunne 
versus Walter, the ring general, versus the bruiserweight. Now, Pete Dunne won the UK title May 20th, 2017, NXT TakeOver Chicago over Tyler Bate, and has held and defended the title since then, in, even in events outside the WWE, including progress. So, 685 days. I think that is the longest modern era championship reign ever. Like, that blows New Day's record out of the water. That blows CM Punk's record out of the water. And, yeah, that's it's just fantastic. So, we have... Early on in the match, you know, Pete Dunne is trying to get that joint manipulation, that finger split, that, you know, that Marty Skrull kind of kind of stuff. And no, Walter's just overpowering him. Get trying to get some chops in wherever he can. We see you know, we see Dunne try to, you know, get the uh the bitter end. He even he he does connect with it at one point. We see a brutal back a brutal chop to the back that would shatter the metal fuse to my spine in two. We see, you know, a, like a powerbomb attempt. Uh, Dunn slips out and delivers an enziguri. We have that that submission that made that submission finger split that made uh, Joe Coffey tap out at at Blackpool. We see just Walter trying for a splash but got locked into the triangle choke. Uh, Dunn tries to go for the fingers again. Uh, Walter stomps at him and attacks the attacks the fingers. We see, of course, as I just mentioned, we see the bitter end. Uh, Walter gets up at two. We see just nothing but an ar- an arsenal of of strikes before D- Dunn meets Walter at the top rope and tries to apply the triangle, the triangle. But in the midst of the triangle, Walter chops him right in the chest like three times before delivering a. A, a Chris Candido-esque super power bomb, blonde, blonde bombshell power bomb from the top rope. And then Walter returns to the top rope to nail a top rope splash. Three seconds later, new UK champion. And my goodness, this was just, this was fierce. This was classic UK style wrestling. This was brutal and it was, as I said, it was just phenomenal. Uh, I look forward to see how the UK championship picture is going to look like because Walter, he could be a modern day Bruno Sammartino and hold the title for years. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Like, who, who can beat him? And now the fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship with Io Shirai, Kari Sane. Bianca Belair challenging the champion Shayna Blazer, uh, Baszler. Honestly, this match, it because you went after like th- three incredible matches in a row, this one kind of fell flat, and I think the crowd needed to reserve their energy for for the main event. Uh, for the last, I think I think it was a year ago, uh, Baszler choked out. Uh, was it Ember Moon? At, at New Orleans, and since then she's just been on a dominant, excuse me, a dominant streak. Although in bet- in between there she had uh, trading the title back and forth with the Pirate Princess Kari Sane. We had, yeah, f- these are four of the most talented women on 
the whole roster itself. I think this is the the basis, the, the forefront of the women's division in NXT for now. Because I know we have um we have like we have Candice LeRae and then we can even get some talent in from UK like Ray like Rhea Ripley and Piper Nevin and Tony Storm getting into the mix. So women's division on NXT is fine. They're just trying to build up some new stars and this match did have some really good spots. Like we had, you know, Io Shirai, of course, was getting getting the moonsault. We had um, uh, Bianca Belair nailing the KOD. We had a bunch of near falls. We had, the, of course, that uh, amazing Kyrie Sane flying, the flying elbow, insane elbow. We had, we had a really nasty DDT at the end that had uh, that had Sane ro- rolling. We had Belair interjecting herself back in the match and delivering a double reverse DDT to the Sky Pirates. And then Baszler, ever the opportunist, trapped her, trapped Belair in the cure feudal clutch. And she tapped out. I mean, at the at their singles match at the Royal Rumble takeover, you know, uh, Belair only passed out. So this tap out still doesn't hurt her. It makes it still makes her look dominant. And I think that Belair will have a title run soon. I'm not a big Bianca Belair fan, Phil. I'm sorry. Uh, I just think that well, she has well for one thing, one of the worst entrance music, the entrance themes I've ever heard. That hair whip thing is so, so stupid. But she is talented. She is a powerhouse. And I see nothing but good things for her. So I'm not sure if the right choice was Baszler at this point in time. You know, initially in my predictions, I picked uh, Io Shirai. But I'm not going to complain. This match wasn't too, too bad. Um, maybe with Baszler winning, this is just going to be a blueprint for eventually the four horsewomen match that we're going to get. So I'll, I'll give this match a solid B. We had a whole bunch of different stories here. We had, you know, the the Sky Pirates were both cooperating as a team, but also going after each other because, hey, we want, we both want this championship. But hey, if they get a tag team title championship against the Iconics, yeah, let's uh, let's get that. And now finally, two out of three falls, main event, vacant NXT championship, Johnny Gargano against Adam Cole, baby. Now, of course, we know this was supposed to be Gargano versus Champa in their maybe final encounter or whatever. But as we know, unfortunately... Champa couldn't continue working with his neck. He went and got it fused last month, and he'll be out of action for uh, about a year or so. And you know, having a f- having I've I've mentioned this a bunch of times, and I will continue to having a fused spine myself. I can definitely vouch for for the recovery. I can vouch for uh, you know the the pain he must be in. Although you know mine was related to scoliosis, and he has just part of his neck fused. However, it's it's painful, and we don't even know if he'll actually wrestle again, if he's on borrowed time, how many matches you know Champa has left. I honestly don't know. I'm not him. I'm not his doctor. I just wish him nothing but the best because over the past year, you know, Champa's went from 
my most hated wrestler in the in the entire WWE and NXT to one of my most beloved because he is just, as he said, he's the best sports entertainer on the planet. Now, not wasting any time, we're gonna get right into this. Adam Cole, baby, uh, he was my pick, but as we know, he he didn't win here. Um, Johnny Wrestling just got nothing but nothing but net for the first little bit. We had them exchanging counters and reversals looking to steal that first fall and Adam Cole did nailing the last shot and we're at one nothing Adam Cole baby we had a second last shot with Char- with which Gargano kicked out of we had a big spear on the ring apron the hardest part of the ring allegedly we had Gargano showing that just unwavering never say die attitude that fueled him to the to the NX- to the top of NXT that fueled him to you know, beat Champa this time last year. And it was just his his Johnny Gargano won't die kind of thing. We saw the slingshot DDT under the ring apron. Uh he didn't want to win the second fall via count out. And we had, you know, the Gargano no escape and Johnny Wrestling earned a tap out and we're at one one. Now this is when the match just started really picking up. We had the Panama Sunrise, you know, aka the Canadian Destroyer. We had super kicks. We had, uh, we had the Undisputed Era coming in and knocking in the, uh, the total elimination. And you know, there's there's no count there. We had, you know, another last shot, and I think there was even another Panama Sunrise. And Johnny wouldn't die. He wouldn't. He wouldn't die. He he kept kicking out kicking out of everything that Adam Cole was given to him. And then finally, he he yelled out, it's my time, locked in one last Gargano escape. Cole fighting through the pain, but finally tapped. He wavered, he tapped out, and Gargano is finally the NXT champion. Now, I picked Cole. I'm a giant Adam Cole fan, and I have been for years, ever since he was in you know, the Kingdom and Bullet Club. Johnny was the right move here. Uh, I think Cole is going to get his moment later in the year, maybe at uh, at Toronto. For the emotion, for everything that Gargano has been through, for the storyline that, you know, was supposed to feature Champa. I'll give it that. There was an emotional celebration. Candice LeRae comes out. And then we... We hear a pop. You know, we you know we see the NXT logo. It's over. It's never over with Johnny Gargano and that NXT take uh, that NXT copyright logo on the bottom. It's never over. Of course, out comes Champa. Huge pop, and he's just like, he's behind me, isn't he? Turns around, big hug. You know they have they have a good moment. They talk. They hug with Candice they have the the three of them have that moment that that DIY moment that I think a lot of us were were hoping for you know but of course DIY had a couple matches on the main roster before before Champa went down and you know I think someone in the Barclays was cutting onions because that was so emotional that was just so heartwarming that was lovely and yeah here we go I'm I'm excited to see where this goes uh Champa has a long road of recovery ahead of him, so I don't think that he'll get involved in the title picture yet. Maybe if uh, 
let's just say he dro- uh, Gargano drops it to Adam Cole in Toronto or in LA in November. Eventually, he'll get it back at wherever the Royal Rumble is next year, and then finally, full circle, take a shot, Nate. Uh, Champa will get Goldie back, maybe at uh, Tampa next year. Maybe even I'll be there. Who knows? Uh, maybe I hope so. I hope I get to go to Tampa WrestleMania next year. It's expensive. Anyways, this is just my quick review. This was an amazing show from top to bottom. Every match delivered exactly what it should have. And now I am off to work. Night shift awaits. Thank you, everybody, for for listening. Of course, giving a shout-out to everyone that I've already shouted out earlier in the show. Um, I'll be back next week for a review of WrestleMania, and I think... At some point after that, myself and Nate, we're going to be doing uh, Backlash 2001 and maybe another Backlash after that. I've actually been uh, talking to him about what one we're going to do. And then some other maybe Game Changer related stuff with, uh, with Nate on his channel. So thank you very much. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Oh, and the NHL playoffs begin tonight. Go Leafs go.